0: All right, you are listening to WJW, the Worldwide Jewish Entertainment Workshop on the Jewish Podcast Network, the latest and greatest source for Jewish music entertainment, with your hosts, Yaakov Radin and Svi Russell. All right, so (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, um, please bear with us. Uh, Unfortunately, due to the unfortunate events that are going on, we are all quarantined. Um, So we actually... (laughs) Uh, I don't mean to make light of this, but we are coming to you live from our own (laughs) self-quarantines. And, uh, you know, online with me, I have my uh, partner in crime, my co-host, Yakov Radin. In a moment... Hello. Yeah, in a moment, we will be bringing on um, our guest for today, um, the amazing and wonderful Rabbi Snow. Uh, who you've heard previously, who will be joining us um, as often as we can, and hopefully this will be a, um, a weekly edition. Um, but before we start, um, you know, I, I'd like to, uh, you know, we'd like to talk a little bit, see how everybody's doing. So, Yaakov, um how are you holding up?
1: Well, you know, I went to the hospital, to uh, because my hemoglobin was a little bit low, and just my luck. Uh, the minute that I was in the hospital trying to get a simple, simple blood transfusion, Maimonides went under panic attack because they had uh, the tremendous outburst of the coronavirus. And all the doctors that were on staff at the time and all the medical providers, they all got severely infected and they all ended up in the ICU. And there I was just waiting to be serviced for a simple, blood transfusion in the ER and they simply could not handle it uh, because of all the, of of all the panic and of all the running around and just all the protocol that had to now be kept. And they kept me there for like over a week and did not even handle the problem. So last week, Thursday, yeah, incredible. So last week, Thursday, I had to check myself out AMA because they weren't even getting to me. It was just sitting there, for days and days on end, was staring at the walls because they weren't even allowing anyone to come and visit me. There was no bigger column services. Right. It was nothing. Right. All I was doing was, you know, waking up, davening, and waiting for a treatment and not getting one. And then the next day, waiting for a treatment and not getting one. And it was becoming ridiculous. So after five days in the hospital, um, I just decided to check myself out AMA. And listen to this: So as soon as I checked out AMA, they gave me the wonderful news. Hey, because you were surrounded by the coronavirus, you have to self-quarantine yourself for at least 14 days. Yay, so, fantastic. You know, yeah. yeah. So here I am, uh, stuck at home. Well, literally stuck at home. I, I can't even see my wife and kids because who knows. So um, I'm literally self-quarantined and uh, uh, I'm here myself. of Hashem, we have a podcast. Where I can speak to people through the podcast, and uh, you're the first uh, actual human contact I've had in social distancing since last week Thursday, and it feels. Really I'm so good. I'm so
0: sorry to hear that. <laughs> no, I mean I'm so sorry to hear that I'm your first contact, and uh, unfortunately I was chosen to be your first contact. I feel bad for you. I apologize. Yeah, right.
1: I don't blame you at all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so I'm really, really sorry to hear you. You uh, you went through that uh, really, really terrible deal. Um, for some of our listeners who may have not heard the uh, craziness that is going on currently, uh, I'm sure there's so many crazy stories. What I heard recently, and I and I had verified this um, through multiple sources online um, just this week. Marmaris, as you just mentioned, um, because of their shutdown, uh, they were saying it's a drop and go um, situation. So basically, if unfortunately, and God forbid, you had to go to the hospital right now, uh, family members could not uh, escort you. You're basically being dropped to the front desk. Security will make sure that you get there and, uh, you know, you wish your loved ones goodbye and hope to see them again Uh, because they're not, you know, they're locking down everybody. So, like, you walk in and you're done. Get out and, like, you know, hope for the best. So, you know, there were a couple of people who posted lists and they were like, you know, if you... Um, imagine that there's a possibility that you would um, have to be hospitalized during this um, terrible, terrible, difficult time. Um, here's a list of things that you know you should pack and have like a a, a go bag ready to go um, because you know, your family members, nobody else will be able to get back into the hospital, you won't be able to get anything. So whatever you possibly could need and they give you a whole list, like five or six things, and then the items in themselves have to be vetted. It was very complicated and unfortunately just because the you know, do this the the situation, the circumstance, it's it's just a crazy, crazy time that we live in and I don't think any of us in any of our lifetimes ever imagined having to go through something like this. So um, you know, I just I, my heart goes out to all the families that unfortunately are dealing with this and the, and to the families that um, you know, are doing well. Um, I implore you stay indoors. If you don't have to be out, please don't go out. Um, on another note before uh we continue, I just wanted to um make this uh d- make this clearer kind of, you know, outline this uh, cuz I didn't outline this earlier because this is um being done remotely. Um, There'll be there possibly will be some technical difficulties along the way and we just ask you to um, you know to bear with us um, the, uh, the the quality of our show is uh, definitely not going to be you know up to our usual part and, and uh, you know we hold ourselves at the highest uh, regard to quality but uh, we will do the best in this uh, situation and circumstance. And hopefully we'll be able to pull off an amazing uh, podcast, even, you know, in this uh, remote state. So um, what yeah, we're going to so do. I'll, I'll, so I'll explain that just, just briefly.
1: Normally, when we do the podcast episodes, we do it, uh, you know, together in our in our own makeshift studio. So me and I are sitting together. We have our our system. We have our computer system. We have our mics. We have our headphones. And we're able to do this at one place at one time where we could see each other and we we could cue each other and we could literally feed off each other, which is the way the podcast really works. But because we're both, I guess, in a state of, well, at least I, and in a state of quarantine where I can't even be anywhere with anybody, so I'm home here and three is home by him. In, and my, in my studio. very, very remotely. Yeah, in my studio. Right. So at least at least I'm coming in.
0: At least I'm coming in uh, to you from my makeshift studio, which I which I have, and you know, which is Baruch Hashem, you know, working well for the moment and for the most part. Um, and uh, we're going to go ahead um, and uh, see if we can get um, on the line with us um, our um, wonderful guest and see what wonderful words of wisdom he can offer us in this very very dark and difficult time. Are you there? I am. Rabbi Snow, are you with us? I am here. Fantastic. Okay, you are coming in nice and clean and clear and we are waiting with bated breath. Uh, unfortunately we have to make sure our, our breath is not uh, you know being used in you know in the wrong uh, the way because um, respiratory issues are a big key right now and I don't want to make light of the situation but you know we do have to find some light in this darkness. <laughs>
2: Okay, I got you. Uh, uh, how can I help you
1: today? Let me first make the official introduction, everybody, in case if you don't know. As I must just know, is the, the Rabbi of the uh, of the Park, which is the big shul on uh, the corner of the 48th and 15th in Park. Um shul has been there for up to years now, and uh, not only is he the rug of the shul, but he's also my first uncle. We are related, and I really to myself for all of my baths at Christ. And he's an amazing, world renowned speaker, and he does Shioram all the time. Even now, when the shoes are closed, you have a friend doing his morning baths, um, and he's using Shioram and like that as well. If anybody wants to join Rabbi Smell and his Shioram, which are amazing, by the way, uh, I highly recommend it. And It is definitely uh a time when we see everything as possible, and talk about the no, It's certainly a privilege mm-hmm. and an amazing opportunity for everyone out there to get there. I just want to tell us more about that and more about the program that the short one, even though the schools today are kind of closed, but the unusual best of a borough park is, of course, always, even though closed, it's always still technically open, that's a serious to of serum, and we'll discuss that as well. But right now, what I wanted to do is I wanted to get Rabbi Snow's words of wisdom, insight, and opinion, uh, on so many topics as to what's going on out there, so that you can give us some insight and some inspiration and some actual help in telling us what to look for, what to do, what this will from a gospel point of view. And therefore, it's my privilege and pleasure to introduce you all. Rabbi Moses.
2: Thank you, Yaakov. Hashem should send the Rafu shalema to all the ole ha and should protect all of us from any further troubles in the Klai Yisrael and the world at large finally come to a peaceful solution of this terrible Makkah, this terrible plague that's affecting all of the world. In terms of the Jewish people, let's play the important note of the date. The day happens to be Erev Rosh Chodesh Nisan. It is almost Rosh Chodesh Nisan here in the United States. It's already Rosh Chodesh Nisan in Artzenu HaKadoshah in Eretz Yisrael. Now, today was Yom Kippur Katan. Yom Kippur Katan means a small Yom Kippur. Why is the day before Rosh Chodesh invariably uh, commemorated as Yom Kippur Katan? It's important to take a look at the very beginning of Perigid Bey's Rosh Chodesh, which we read, of course, on Shabbos. And it says in the Pesach, when talking about the introduction of Chodesh Nisan, which Rashi, in the very first Rashi, the Torah says, should, according to the idea of the mitzvahs being the most important, being the beginning of the Torah. Rashi says that should really begin the Torah, only Hashem had a special reason for telling us a voracious. But the mitzvahs begin with a Chodesh Hazelochem. Now that Pesach says as follows. A Chodesh Rosh Chodeshim, This Chodesh is for you the head of all Chodeshim, which colloquially translated means this new month, this new moon, is the beginning for you of all new moons. It is the first for you of all the months of the year. That's the way we always have learned to translate it. The simple meaning that this month of Nisan is the first month of the year. And of course... When we count the months, we count Nisan as one, Eur is two, Sivan is three, and so on and so forth. So this is the first month of the year. But Rav Hirsch, Hirsch,, he says something very insightful that I believe we can put to use for ourselves at this time. He says the word hachodesh, this new, doesn't refer to the moon, even though we call our Chodesh the new month, which means the new moon, but Chodesh means just what it says. This newness. What do you mean this newness? Because the moon is new. Every single 29 and a half days and a new month begins a new moon. The moon itself has no source of light. It doesn't have its own source of shining in the sky the moon only reflects the light that it gets from the sun and once a month after the moon has reflected the light of the sun and it grew and grew and grew and then faded and faded and faded it once again recaptures the light of the sun and shines anew and this renewal is the way it's to be translated this renewal is to be for you. It's for you, the Jewish people, a sign. It's the first opportunity for you to realize that you can renew yourselves each and every month. And just as the moon captures the light of the sun and once again renews itself, so too can the Jewish people catch the light that they reflect. We ourselves don't have an internal light that shines out to the world and gives the world a way in which to navigate when things are dark, but we get that light from Hashem and the Torah. And so just as the moon renews itself every 30 days, so the Jewish people can renew themselves. Even though the past month we made tremendous strides, hopefully, And even though it's the last new moon, the last Yom Kippur Katan, in the day on Yom Kippur, just like on the big Yom Kippur, we make many resolutions. We make many promises. So too, over the month, there are times when we wane a bit. And instead of shining as bright as we used to, sometimes we may even stumble and not reflect that light. Now, Hashem tells us, life cycle of the Jewish people is just like the moon and even if we are not at the apex of the beauty of a holiday notice Pesach and Sukkos um, when the Yom tov, when the moon is full and we're fully reflecting the light of the Sun and Shavuos is right before we catch the light fully and we spend a few days learning the Torah to the point where ultimately we fully reflect the light of that Torah. And so, means this renewal is for you, the beginning of all renewals, and you can catch the light of the sun, renew yourselves, and make the world a different place. We are in a most unusually difficult time. It is really an amazing time amazing time the entire world has been brought to its knees by a by an invisible to the naked eye little tiny germ which has the possibility of threatening worldwide destruction and the only way that we're able to stop it because we haven't got any medicines for it is by quarantining within our own homes making our homes into a base migdash ma'at by davening in them by continuing to learn in them by renewing our connection with hashem this is the first of all renewals it's the beginning of all renewals of the year and we hope and pray that as we renew our connection and shine brightly as we reflect the light of the torah the light of hashem so we hope the whole world will see that reflection will buy into it and will be tender to their fellow man, will become more civil and more unified, where the world will recognize the gift. The Jews will recognize the gift that they have and will shine it out to the world so that the world can be a better place. That, I believe, is the ultimate message of this terrible time, which has in it the possibilities of great renewal, great promise in the future as we continue to reflect the light of the Torah and Hashem. I wish everyone a wonderful, wonderful Rosh Chodesh should be the true messengers of bringing this light to the world. And of course, we not only wish you a Chodesh Tov, we also wish you a Chag. Sameach, light-filled Yom tif, where each Jew in his home is once again going to be practicing the beautiful Yom of Pesach. Have a wonderful Shabbos. A wonderful Oreschodesh and a wonderful you
1: now I just have a couple of, uh, of follow-up questions on, on
2: this.
1: The first one would be a more of a, a question. You know, I hear a lot of ladies, especially my wife, complaining that because of the of the situation on the quarantine it's very difficult to make Pesach at home. And I know that a lot of... Uh, there's been a lot of WhatsApps and a lot of messages that are saying that we're going to be taking things a little bit less machinac this year because of... Uh, of, of the situation I there ever been a possibility where there's an agent could possibly consider um, changing right before those orders? I know right, right now it's probably too late because it's already a lot of scenarios as well but uh, would it have been a possibility of, of making the month of Adar a second month just to push it off for the period of the quarantine to be able to pass and maybe to make out a real yankup again, or that was never even a possibility, or that can't even be one?
2: Well, in our times today, uh, we, we don't have a Sanhedrin that has the power to, to do that at this point. Uh, the Gemara does have a discussion of, uh, under what is considered the possibility to make Eber Shana. It was always in the hands of the greatest minds, Uh, and characters of the Jewish people. Those who were able to make Iber Hashanah were of very sterling character and also of great learned abilities. And I don't believe that today we have that ability to do. It's an interesting thought that has been proposed. It It has been bandied about. But I don't believe that we are in a position that we could do that today. This is a question that the Gdole HaPoskim would have to deal with. It's certainly uh, not my purview. Uh, it's not my salary range either. Might add. So it's beyond my ability to even uh, comment uh, uh, with with great wisdom on this. Other than to say, I don't think that in, at this point in time that is a possibility.
1: Right. Well, right now the question is because it's already well established as well. But can you just just, just for a second? Uh, just imagine this with me. What would have happened? I mean, on both sides of the coin, again, speaking specifically, what would have happened if there, A, was a son had big enough to to actually make this a decision, whatever that means. I mean, whether it means that there's a whole bunch of people that are in charge and that each one follows each other. But can you imagine what would have happened if they would have said, you know what? We realize that God Yisrael is in a very, very, precarious situation here, and Pesach might be severely affected because of this. Let's actually make Agar into two months, and let's push off the month of Nisan until the following month, which will be a month later. But I mean, well, you
2: have to realize that one of the requirements of the, of the Pesach Yontif is that it's the Chodesh Aviv, as we read in the Torah. It's got to be in the springtime. There's a reason why it has to be in the springtime, because it's it's representative of the concept of everything flowering out. It's got to be Bechodesh Aviv. It was always the consideration of Sanhedrin that when they made the leap month, it was only so that Pesach could come, Bechodesh Aviv, and that would put the calendar in its right orbit for the next few years uh, when it was uh, going to be another leap year. We have a system of seven uh, leap months every 19 years, and if you add it all up, you'll see that the 365 days of the solar year with the extra day of, uh, of, a, of a leap year and the 350, uh, five, four days uh, of the uh, lunar year, uh, 19 uh, times getting an extra month, Every uh, seven times, every 19 years, we'll give you the same number of days, usually within a day or so. And that's why every 19 years, people's birthdays in both the Hebrew calendar, the Jewish calendar, and the English calendar come in the same date. So it's got to be one of those considerations. There also would have been a consideration to move the month or to make an extra month for other unusual reasons. It could be that they would have done this in this time. It's possible. I can't say for sure. But certainly, if it would take it out of the Chodesh Aviv, that might not be something that the Sanhedrin would do. Again, it's beyond my purview. Uh, it's, it's an interesting proposal that people have made, but it's not something that we can flippantly decide to go and do. It's not within our not within our power to do. And uh, even when, when times are difficult, listen, there were you know there were times in our history, and not too long ago, where Pesach couldn't be celebrated at all. And uh, they didn't say, let's push it, push it off for a month, for two, for a year, for three. Even in the worst circumstances in the concentration camps, Achimu B'nei Yisrael found ways in which to have some semblance of Pesach. And certainly, when it comes to some semblance, that means that each and every one of us within our own hearts has been capable of trying to get rid of the chametz or Sheba Isa, as Chazal term it, the inner chometz, that that which blows and puffs man up, that which makes man conceited and believes that he knows better about everything, just like there are certain people in the world who walk around thinking, you know, if only they would listen to me, the world would be a better place. Yeah, well, the idea is that humility has a big place in this order, and certainly when it comes into changing calendars that were fixed by the, our gadol Khazal chazal and uh, we have faith in them, uh, I think this is something that is a bit uh, immature. It's certainly an interesting proposal, but I think we go with our Chazal, and even on the worst circumstances, there were no leap months uh, that were uh, declared, and I don't think in this situation it's the kind of thing that would have happened, but it's certainly possible that Hazal in their own wisdom with the guidance of Hashem at their hand, might have decided to do it. So it's an interesting question, but it doesn't have any positive resolution at this point.
1: And also the fact that it's a moot at this point, because it's already much Chodesh to say. Yeah, it's a
2: moot it's question now. I thought you were asking it only theoretically. I understood that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it was. It was, it, it was a very theoretical
1: question. Okay, one more thing on my plate. Um, a lot of the ladies that I look hope it's back, kosher Yes, yeah, definitely, 100%. Uh, one more thing on my, on my plate is uh, a lot of ladies who listen to the show, a lot of, of, the, of the women, they're very, very conflicted and confused about all of the different um, people who are questioning on the, the ability of having less humerus or more being makele on cleaning for Pesach, on the hummus structure, is there anything that the Rav can tell us that can help us in preparing for a Pesach this year or such, you know, because it's so difficult for them, and they're all stuck at home, and shopping is almost impossible, and just to, to, to understand what this means and what the Chumas are and what they aren't?
2: Okay, I'll do the best I can. It is a, it is a very it is a very difficult time. The Derek Club, in general, in general, they're... Pesach has, unfortunately, some people taken on a situation where they do absolutely nothing to prepare for the yontif because they go to Pesach programs, we're going away, we lock up the house, we don't even bother, you know. And the whole concept of cleaning for Pesach, which means getting rid of the chametz, and as I mentioned before, the purpose of getting rid of the chametz is to sort of cleanse ourselves and to get rid of that, which is puffing us up and trying to make us that was so important, Nazi is that lean, clean machine that gives us the idea that we can you know double down a bit, don't have to have uh, everything in the most luxurious of fashions, and it also represents the pure freedom of the jewish people that's a that's for another discussion but the 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 overwhelming uh effort that our that our uh, notions that make for Pesach is because they really, in a physical way, want to actually get rid of every last drop of khametz, even when it's not khametz that is chayiv on, even though it's not something that you're going to be called on because it was in your house, because, as our postkeeper pointed out, Chametz—that's dirt on the floor—and nobody eats it is not chametz. You know, just do the regular job and clean up as best as you can, sweep up, vacuum. But but the women have taken upon themselves extreme measure of cleaning and working in order to make Pesach totally, totally uh, clean. It's as if the house is brand new and is brand new, and color comes to them. But we have to realize that that's not necessarily cleaning for Pesach as much as it is spring cleaning, and there has to be a demarcation line between the two. In order to clean the Pesach, our ancestors, I remember my parents, we we made Pesach the day before Pesach, and there was no hummus in the house, and it's guaranteed that you could do it. It's possible to do. If you're going to do things which are of a very strict nature that are beyond i want the house clean i want it to sparkle color i admire it and, and by the way i should add that now that the husbands are home the best thing they could do is chip in and help with the work i myself i have been doing a tremendous amount of vacuum cleaning and and doing the things that sometimes we even get outside help in the house i'm doing it myself because uh, we have to have shalom bayis, and we have to work together uh, to make the Pesach a beautiful yomtif. But we do need to also recognize that some of the things we're doing are not required by halacha. So if there's anything that you have a suspicion, maybe this isn't really chametz. Maybe I'm just doing this because I like to have a beautifully clean house. I want the windows washed. I want the the woodwork redone. You know, I want the silver polished, but maybe it's not cleaning for Pesach, and maybe we can leave some things because they're not even necessary on a regular Pesach. And therefore, we should do the best we can to ask a Eshila, if you have a doubt about whether or not this needs to be done, call your Yeruv. Make a good connection with him. Ask these questions, and ask him to pass him for you. When you ask your questions, he'll help you, and it will certainly make the, the, the getting ready for the yon, for Pesach, a lot easier, both in tension and in, 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 uh, in being uh, anxious about it, and certainly in the uh, physical effort needed to prepare for the yon. And let me just add one more thing to that, and that is this. In generations past, there were people who said, oh, it's so difficult to be a Jew. Uh, Pesach is an oil, it's a yoch, it's a yoke, it's so difficult, I think it's very, very important on a general level to recognize that Pesach is a yom tov. It's an opportunity for simcha. If it's becoming an overwhelming burden because we are overtaxing our physical abilities, our nervous system, because we're anxious and overdoing it, I think perhaps that's a sign that we're not following halacha but we're imagining that this is the way it must be done when in reality it doesn't necessarily have to be done that way so let's try to do everything we can to welcome the beautiful Yom the Pesach Asmana HaGaulah without the stress that is unnecessary and especially this year when so many people are making Pesach for the first time and they have such an overwhelming burden of economic expense in order to make that Pesach of the difficulty of cooking for the first time and cleaning for the first time. And again, I mentioned, the men should help. We all have to learn. Of course, learning is crucial, and uh, keeping the Torah going is absolutely necessary. I I myself am busier than ever giving shiurim online, and and I've mentioned a number of times, I think Hashem sent us the Zoom before the maka of this plague so that we can, you know, have the Rafur before the maka. Many people are learning at a large pace, and Baruch Hashem, let's get that going. But we have to keep in mind that even though things are difficult, we can get through this, and we can get through with it with a smile and good humor and, 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 and recognizing that it's, it's a bit of a challenge. I would say a lot more than a bit of a challenge, but at the same time, it's something that we can overcome. And with Hashem's help and with a, with a sense of confidence that we're doing the things that our Kodosh Baruch Hu wants, even though it's difficult, It's going to bring a smile to our face. It's going to help that we're going to have a sense of accomplishment. We're going to be better because of it. We're going to come out of this shining. And, you know, there are a lot of people who are saying this is a Zman Gaula, not only because of Nisan, because the world is looking at itself and thinking about, wow, how do we get through this? The Jewish people have never given up. 2,000, 3,000 years of exile, we have never, ever lost our amunah and betochem and Hashem. We have never given up. We have no intention of giving up now. We're not going to cave in. We're going to be successful. It's going to bring Geula on a personal level, on a national level. Klay Yisrael is going to be better. And my advice is to take it easy and recognize that Torah is a joy, it's a pleasure, and as difficult as it gets, and even though it becomes a, a, a bit of a challenge, we can rise to the challenge. We can overcome it, and we're going to be successful. And we should all have a chakasher for Shemayach. All
0: right, Rabbi Snow. Um, I would like to ask the Rav, yes? uh, I'd like to ask the Rav. I'd like to ask the a um a, a question before before we the, before we let the Rav go. Um so unfortunately because of the situation that we're in um, you know every the a lot of the urban you know in Brooklyn and all around the country uh, along with a lot of the um, highly established medical professionals and politicians are all saying you know about no congregating and everybody should stay indoors and you know and don't make any large gatherings. Um, and unfortunately, uh, you know, m- m- you know, Baruch Hashem, I'm going to say, in my opinion, in more than you know, 98 percent or 95 to 98 percent have complied with um, these kind of requirements and demands. Um, but unfortunately, there's a very small percent that you know either didn't get the memo or felt that um, you know what they what where they needed to gather or do or or, or put together was far more important. So I'd like the Rev to help, you know, all of us understand, you know, from halachic perspective. Making a small minion in your house or outside or having a small wedding in your backyard where the Halachic allowance or heter would be, you know, just so we could be Don the Kuss for all these people that are not complying that the rest of the firm population that is, you know, is getting somewhat of a bad rap for and is being looked, you know, in a negative fashion to try to help, you know, everybody kind of understand where other people's perspectives are.
2: You know, this is a very difficult situation. Uh, Halachically speaking, I think it's pretty clear that if it's going to, if it's a, any 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 smidgen of pikuach nefesh, which this certainly is, then it's absolutely forbidden. I don't think there's, I don't think there's any question that everyone should realize it's absolutely forbidden. Look, I'll give you an example. Personally, I had sight yesterday from my mother, May she rest in peace. I would never miss a Kaddish and not down with a minion, but it would be absolutely counterproductive for me to have searched for a minion yesterday to say, Kaddish, I didn't. Absolutely not. It's wrong. It's uh, it's It's taking someone else's life in your hands, and you can't do it. Absolutely is forbidden. What the people who do it have justification, I have no idea, but I will say this. I think it should be known that if Recognizably religious Jews, our own brethren, if they gather and they they make minyonim against the rules, and it gets publicized on the newscasts, it becomes not just wrong halachically; it's in the it's in the category of a chilul Hashem, because you're making the orthodox community the from a community into pariahs people who don't care about others which is the furthest thing from the truth as you so ably pointed out that ninety eight percent maybe more follow the rules and therefore i i think it's important to to make that statement that it's important to make sure we 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 do all this established that our post and our medical from the medical professionals our postkim our gedole posek, postkim have said not to do this, not to gather, no small minyanim, no small gatherings. Everything should be with the most great concern for all of humanity. The Jewish people have to be concerned for everyone, and we must we must make sure that we don't chas We don't, God forbid, put ourselves in a position where we're making a Chiloh Hashem. I I hope that everybody understands this and that we we, we will be once again considered a great light unto the nations, and it's very, very important that the Jewish people continue to be that light unto the nations and not, God forbid, lower any of the positive uh, feedback that has accrued to us in the United States of America because of all the good we do has to be ruined by this, so people I hope that message gets across loud and clear so that we can have a of a
0: absolutely you know and yeah. and and on and on that note, you know, like I completely understand, even though i'm I consider myself somewhat of a conservative and i'm you know and I feel that everybody should take you know, a far-right stand, you know, protective-wise and protect others. You know, I can I can completely understand. You want to gather together. It's a wedding. A wedding is a very, very holy and very important thing. You want to get a minion together and have a chuppah and have, you know, Kadushin. I completely understand that. And everybody go home. And then a month or two later, when all this is settled down, you want to go take out, a, you know, a big wedding hall, whatever, wherever it is, and hire a big brass band. So be it. But I don't understand people actually having... You know, even if it's modified, a, a full wedding. The same thing with a bris. Have a bris. Have have a small gathering with you know family, if the if the if the medical professionals allow small groups, and for very specific. You know reasoning. I can understand that, but when you have more than a minion, it's unnecessary, and and I just and I, and I feel at that point is completely wrong. So you want to comply, comply to the minimum that you know falls within the standards of halacha and falls within the standards of the medical and the and the you know uh, legal guidelines. And you know and and I and I feel that I would be okay with that. But what has been going on, unfortunately, you know, as you said, you know, has been causing some massive chilashon. But we all really, really appreciate your incredible, immense words of wisdom. And, uh, you know, as you said, we just hope that, you know, this can all be as a chus, you know, so that we can see uh, the Beogal uh, tzedek, um, you know, very, very soon.
2: Amen, amen. Chodesh told to everyone. The Chodesh of Nisim. The chodesh Nisan.
1: Absolutely. So, no, one more thing. One more thing. So, I, now, I'm not looking for a prophecy, per se. But I am looking for, I don't know, an, an answer or an insight or something that could tell us, like, what is supposed to be happening now? Why is this happening and what is going on? And what is the end game? Is there any way to look at this and to figure this out and to, and to find anything to reference on this, to, to be able to to grab inspiration and to grab, you know, people are, are very, very depressed and, 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 and are very helpless and, and feel very you know, down and out. But there's got to be an answer to this. Coach I, I, Berkley always has an end game. but there's always a way to look at it and to find it and to be able to be inspired by it. Do you have anything that you can give us that can possibly lift up the community and lift us all up and, and give a positive spin on this and maybe give us more hope and
2: give more insight into this? Well, I don't know about the, the spin game and, and making positive mm-hmm. spins on things, but I can say this. You know, when when troubles come, the Rambam says, you know, you're supposed to fast and cry out to Hashem and do tshuva. Now, many people think of the doing of tshuva, of returning to Hashem and becoming better. Many people think of it as a very negative thing. Oh, I have to correct this, I have to correct that. The positive of all this is as follows. If someone makes things better, it is a great gift. Here's an example. Many years ago, someone who I was very close with had a pair of tefillin that he was wearing for many, many years. And he took it one day to the sofa, and the sofa all of a sudden found that an entire word, not a letter, an entire word was missing from the tefillin. That word was Hashem's name. In one spot in the tefillin, the, the name of Hashem was missing in the parchment. It was unbelievable. This pair of tefillin was bought from a Sofer Mumcha in Eretz Yisrael, one of the one of the one of the great Gadole Ador in fact supplied this Sofer to write that particular pair of filling. And it was worn for years and it had although it was never unfortunately, although it was never it was not the time yet where the computers went through the thing and you could have caught it right away. This was a while before that. But the fact is Sofer did read over those parts those partials and they never caught the missing word. It's not like it was smudged out. It just was not there.
1: Wow. So
2: he had to get the whole partial re- rewritten. The whole parchment had to be rewritten. And at the age of 48 or 50, this person, who had until then been wearing pusselet fillin, began to put on pusselet fillin once again. And he, and he asked me, he said, what do you think about this? How could such a thing happen? I said, listen, I want to tell you something. Hashem gave you a gift just now. You finally found the sofa who caught the mistake, and now you're putting on tefillin that are kosher. Can you imagine what a gift you've just given? Just the opportunity for the rest of your life to be wearing kosher tefillin. Can you imagine what would have happened had this sofa not caught it, and you would have gone through your whole life wearing tefillin every day that was a puzzle to paired tefillin? Don't look at it negatively. This is one of the greatest gifts that Hashem has given you. You now are able to fulfill the mitzvah of tefillin according to kol proteh and the and of You are now able to do the mitzvah in the greatest way possible. So, the same thing applies to us. If we now recognize we're in a difficult time, things are not the way we'd like, and we can do something to make ourselves a little bit better, it doesn't mean we're going to turn the world upside down in our own lives. We're going to take a few positive steps in being a little bit better. Let's say we're going to be more careful about our Shabbos observance. Let's say we're going to be a bit more careful about saying negative things about other people, about having a little bit more trust in Hashem, saying a bracha a little bit more with kavana, just a bracha, each time we eat to say a little bit more with Kavanah, all these things, small things, each one, one step at a time. Can you imagine what a great gift we're being given, that we have the opportunity to think about, what is it that I could do that can make myself a little bit better, a little bit more in touch with doing a mitzvah, a bit more in touch with doing a mitzvah the right way, about saying a bracha the right way, about not ever saying anything negative about anybody. A little bit more in touch with that a little bit more aware of i you know i really should call up this relative who's homebound or this person who's homebound or i should make amends with a person that for some silly reason we fell out of step with each other but it's so silly when you boil it down to the nitty-gritty there's almost nothing there that is really standing our way let's Let's be a little bit better. Can you? Do you realize that what the world is going to be a beautiful place to, to live in if we all get a little bit better and we're going to be so happy, we're going to be so much more at peace, we're going to have such a sense of accomplishment that we've been able to make ourselves a little bit better, and when this thing blows over, we'll be smiling at each other because we all are becoming a little bit better. That's the hope. I don't think this is negative. I can't predict, like you said, you know, I'm not, I'm not any of these things. I'm just saying what our Chazal have told us over and over and over again. If we get a little bit better, we are going to ride through this with flying colors, and we're going to come out smelling like a rose. We're going to come out so beautiful. We're going to come out so much better. And It's an opportunity, and that's the way we should look at it. It's an opportunity to get a little bit better. And that is one of the things I think we can safely say Hashem is letting us know. We can be a little bit better. Let's utilize this golden opportunity to make ourselves that little bit better.
1: One last thing before I, uh, I ask I Leroth to give this question um, for the We talked a couple of days ago about Eric Israel. Um, and I brought up to Rabbi that uh, my personal um, hurt that throughout my life I was always able to, to jump a plane and just uh, hop a plane and to run to whenever I wanted to. And now, for like the first time in my foreseeable life, in the past 53 years, that it's becoming an impossibility. I can't get there. Uh, even when you get there, you're quarantined. There's just no way to get there. I think for the first time, I mean, I feel this, but I think for the first time that we even have always had the ability of saying, we have every 2 surveillance hours. Okay, we're in gallows, but it's only right around the corner. But right now, at this point, because of, of this virus, we can't even do that. Uh, is there any way to look at this from that standpoint? Is anyone that from that? Well, I think,
2: you, you, I think you, you touched on something that we, we should consider that uh, it, is, it is certainly proper when we have the opportunity to go to Eretz Yisrael. Uh, those of us who who uh, have the ability to go and live there, which is something that is certainly a nice thing to do, it's a mitzvah, even if it's not a mitzvah chiyuvis, it's certainly a mitzvah kiyumis, and if one could go in the Yerch and when this thing clears up, uh, then it certainly would seem proper to do that. And certainly to go, and if you can't, permanently stay there to go and visit, because every step you take in our holy land is a holy mitzvah. And, and people should, of course, not take it for granted. I think you've pointed out that we take things for granted. That's what this virus did. It, it awoke us to the fact that there are many things we take for granted. I mean, I, I've had some phone calls, very interestingly, I've had some phone calls from people who rarely, I will say rarely, come to Shul to Minyan. But in this virus, in the past two weeks, since we closed the shul, they have called me up and said, You know, Rabbi, I missed the shul. And I, I'm chuckling to myself and thinking, Yeah, I, I missed the shul too. But now's an opportunity to think about the fact that when this is over, how about coming every day to Minyan? You know, how about, how about getting us a little bit better? And so it applies across the board. Not only does it apply to Eretz Israel, it certainly does, of course, but it applies to every part of our Mitzvah observance. And I think we need to recognize that we shouldn't take things for granted. We miss it. Uh, we, we have to get better. Uh, our connection with Eretz Israel has to be secure. It has to be something that every Jew has to recognize that ultimately that's the goal. I mean, we, we are in a very beautiful, comfortable gullus, even though right now it's not so beautiful, not so comfortable, but this is a really great gullus over 2,000 years of exile. To be in America is a gift from Hashem to be in this land that, uh, that even Reb that's all called malchus Shel Chesed and it's, it's great to be here but we, we all know that ultimately we don't belong here we all know that ultimately going home to Eretz Yisrael is our homeland this is a nice step along the way our home is in Eretz Yisrael we belong there and in Hashem we should get the message that we shouldn't take that for granted either we, just like we shouldn't take any other of the mitzvahs for granted let's get a little bit better Let's try to utilize this opportunity to grow and to become better in any way we can and in every way we can. And if we have to take small steps, let's take those small steps because small steps lead to big steps. And ultimately, we will become a better people, a better individual, a better nation, and the world itself, because of that, will become a better place. And we'll be zolchah to that ge'ula shaleim Bikar You
1: know, and, and, and it also speaks about the... the uh, uh of the fact that okay, can you imagine uh when the schools finally open up again and we have our first shabbos together uh, after the quarantine period is over or or, or after the scare is done or, or whatever the case may be at first davening? can you imagine but I, I think that would be the best opportunity to tell people okay hashem is now allowing us back in our schools. we have to treat our schools like they are the Mikdash Mi'at, we have to be very careful about, you know, talking in Uh We have to be, be looking at this as a, uh, as a, uh, this is a replacement, although it's a small replacement. This is a replacement of the Beit Hamikdash, and because we took disadvantage of it all the time, Hashem threw us out. And now that we're back, we have to, we have to treat it the way it's supposed to be. Can you imagine that first together after all this is over?
2: Uh, it sounds really beautiful, and I'm looking forward to the time where everyone who comes to shul will say exactly what you just said.
1: Ah, Hallelujah, because I, I really can't wait.
2: Okay, yes, Hashem, let's hope so. We should, we should see it and enjoy it together.
1: Okay, you want do uh, you want to be able to give your schedule over to the island to tell people how to, uh, to join your shul?
2: Okay, anyone who wants to join any of the shurim that I'm giving, please. This is what you have to do: you go to the um, to the Shur website, which is the following: y i l dot o r g. That's y i l dot o r g. It's the Young Israel Bethel of Borough Park, and you go to the website and you'll see the schedule of shurim, You will see the the, the Zoom numbers and the uh, way to call in or see it on our website and you're more than welcome to sign up for the weekly emails. I do a video once a week, in fact, last week we did two. We even had uh, Chazin Ben-Seein Miller, who was our Chazin, do uh, MeVarachim on the video. It was beautiful. And we, and we sent that out with my message. Uh, and uh, everyone is entitled, and welcome to come and view it. And if, you, if that's what you're interested in, join any of the shiurim that we give. Tomorrow morning at 7.30 a.m. is going to be our Daph This evening at 8.30 p.m., I'm giving a shiur in Mishnayas and Hilchus Pesach. It's a short shiur, but we learn one mishnah, a few halochas, and uh, that, that's an ongoing thing. And in Yetz Hashem, um, starting Sunday, we're going to be having a, a series of classes on Leil HaSeder and the Haggadah. And, and that's, that will be posted on our website, Yitzh Hashem. So I thank you for that uh, interesting introduction and the plug, and let's hope that everybody joins together to learn Torah together.
1: Uh, Mr Hashem, I will be on Zoom tonight at 8.30 for the Mishnahi I, I You know, not only are you my uncle, but I really enjoy learning with you, as, as you know. And uh, I try to attend as many as possible, and I think that, that this Zoom thing is amazing. The technology is great, and the fact that I can just enjoy this year whenever I think Torah anytime is fantastic, but Zoom I think is even more so. Um, you know, I have a younger son, Josef Mayer, who, who in the beginning, when, when he was in school, was not doing that well, but now that the school actually became a Zoom program, he's excelling beyond the beyond ability. So it shows that it was just a classroom environment that he was not able to do. But once he got on Zoom, um, maybe the fact that he's doing it on his phone or that he's doing it on a computer, but. He's, he's doing Baruch Hashem amazingly amazing well in yeshiva. He Hashem should bless breath. you
2: with Yiddish and Nachas and all the kids. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Uh, Hashem should bless you and all the yeah. Jewish people. The best Nachas in the world is Yiddish and Achas, and you should be blessed with that. And, yeah. and if you if you have any more questions, uh, there won't be a Shir tonight. You said, because you said? I, I need some time to prepare. So oh, no,
1: no, 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 I'm done. I'm letting the room go. That's it. It was a great interview. Okay, thank you, you so much.
2: Yes. You should be gesund. Hashem to bless you with good health. Uh, uh, and, and, and for Klay Yisrael to enjoy your, your productiveness. And uh, we, should, uh, we should see the, the the growth of all of Klay Yisrael.
0: Amen. Thank, thank you so much. Well, thank thank you, so thank much you very much, Robbie w- w- Stone. W- thank you very much, w- Robbie Stone, for, for joining us today. And uh, we look forward thank to uh, hearing from you when hopefully all this uh, Mitzcham is all over and we're back in our studios and uh, we're in our normal setting. You know, and, and then we'd love to hear your um, regular, you know, Arab er Shabbos, Dvartor, which we uh, immensely look forward to.
2: Well, thank you. Have a very good night. And
1: okay. Thank you for joining us, Rabbi. I really appreciate it. Okay. Yeah, once this entire thing actually passes, we'll hopefully get back to normal uh, broadcasting episodes. We've got time Katz standing in the wind to debut his, uh, his amazing stuff. We have a lot of other performers, cruise. We've got Mendy J. We, we had a whole Pesach plan going on, but because of all the Pesach programs being canceled, that's kind of up in the winds right now. But as soon as uh, this uh, coronavirus scare is over, Rit Shemin should be soon, and should be with the Geula. WJW will continue on with its format as a Jewish music entertainment. And, but in the meantime, I felt that this was a very, very important halachic um, you know, perspective from a love to be able to hear what we needed to discuss regarding the coronavirus, and again, WJW should always be uh, for everybody, for whether it be entertainment or halakha, it should be both, because both are compatible, um, it's all part of the Yiddishkeit, and therefore I felt that this episode was very, very important. I think it went very well. What do you
0: think? Absolutely. I, I look forward to our next episode, um, and as I said, thank you very much for all those who have uh, tuned in to uh to hear us and uh, join us, and we really appreciate all of our listeners. And uh, you know, in this time, it's a it's just a very difficult time. But uh, you know, as as Yaakov has just mentioned, this is a very important subject that needs to be discussed. And uh, we we feel honored that we have a platform that we can bring all this to you. So, um, as I said, stay hey, healthy. One more thing. Yes. One more
1: thing. <clears throat> our website now has our donation pages available. Let me just try to explain this to you, to everybody as quickly as possible. You know, anything in Jewish entertainment, whether it be music or concerts, costs money. Now, this show, per se, does not really cost anything. So it's not about the show. It's about what we do with the show. What we're trying to do is we're trying to push, as much as possible, the newest, greatest entertainers, people who are young, people who— I shouldn't say are on the street, but people who have talent— that don't have any way of putting together their own bands, their own Jewish music. People who are very, very talented with the bass, Torah, who don't have a platform, people,
0: who don't have a platform right, to showcase okay. their, their their talents and their material. So, uh,
1: and there's no way to do that because there's no organization out there that actually does this. Now, I'm not saying this is son' money, so do not get me wrong. You have to to Shila about this, but this is definitely, we are a 501c3 organization, which means that it is tax-deductible, okay? And anytime time that you give any money to any of, 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 of our shows, what we do is we plug all of that money in to the future of Jewish music and a lot of the upcoming CDs and a lot of the upcoming shows that you'll be seeing and hearing about, Hopefully soon, you know, especially after this is all over, there'll be many, many more Jewish entertainment and many, many more Jewish concerts. We'll be putting it together because we're going to have the ability of raising the money to do that. That can only be done by people emptying their hearts. And again, don't give to us as opposed to other tzedakahs. I'm begging you, please. These are people who have extra money laying around and just need a tax deduction. Who want to be able to support Jewish Kosher, valued entertainment, which is very important to the survival of Yiddish guys. I can't say this enough. If you need to ask Gadas Torah, we have plenty of Rabbanan who are behind us. Please, there is a donation page on our website on WJEW. We need, desperately need the money. I get phone calls practically almost every day from parents and from people who are in Yeshiva want to put together a show and they're talented we got some major major yeshiva talent out there some are chassidim, some are not but there's some amazing people out there that have no way of doing this and they turn to the wrong way to do it and by going with Shiva productions this is the way to ensure Absolutely. that jewish music and entertainment is kept on the right level so Absolutely. please go to our donation page give if you can it's a tax-deductible donation we'll give you a receipt We'll even give you a shout out on the CDs or, or performances that you're helping to sponsor. This is a wonderful, wonderful opportunity to maintain Jewish entertainment and to maintain Jewish culture entertainment.
0: Uh, absolutely, Jewish this is, is absolutely this is the this is one one of our cornerstones of WJW is the preservation of Jewish culture and entertainment and you know as Yaakov was just saying um, donations Mm -hmm. you know uh, go a very long way but one of the big things that the that the money goes towards is the preservation of Jewish culture and entertainment Mm -hmm. you know which is uh, unfortunately uh, uh, not really addressed in our um, Jewish culture. So,
1: So please visit our website a dollar, two, three, it doesn't make a difference every dollar counts and hopefully with the, the eventual commercial sponsors that we'll hopefully be getting eventually, we'll be able to maintain the concerts all the time, different venues, and, you know, it's very important. Simco is very important. Sometimes people can't afford a wedding, who do you think they turn to? They turn to us, they turn to Shiry Aspen Productions and help us They make ethnic.
0: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. You know, that's very important as well. So please look at the website, go. If you have a couple of dollars to spend, Please spend it here. This is a great tax deduction off of your taxes if you, if you need it. We are a legal 501c3. We are an official um, organization, and we look forward to be able to use all of your funds uh, to maintain and to provide and to keep Jewish culture of entertainment, Jewish music, Jewish concerts, Jewish CDs, Jewish uh, singers, even the rich ones, you know? Right now, I hate to say it, and I don't want to say any news per se, but I was speaking to Alvin Freed a couple of days ago. This, this coronavirus is killing everybody.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay? If they can't do a show, and and, and and if they can't do a show, then they it's, it's a problem.
0: Absolutely.
1: So be able to support them. That's what we do. That's what reaction Productions is about. So Absolutely. please, please, please help out when it's possible. But of course, always look for your next podcast. We'll try to bring you the latest and greatest entertainment as possible. This was a one time special because of the coronavirus. I hope you found this, this entertainment, uh, informative, and I look the right perspective. Rabbi Snow, thank you very, very much for everything. And
0: see, this was a
1: great show. Thank you very much.
0: All right. Uh, Yaakov, stay healthy and be well. We'll be in touch. Alright, so uh, you've been listening to WJW, the Worldwide Jewish Entertainment Workshop on the Jewish Podcast Network, the latest and greatest source for Jewish music entertainment. Um, I am your host, Russell, along with my uh, co-host and partner in crime, Yaakov Raiden. Um, as we mentioned, um, the extreme circumstances that we are in, um, this is n- we will not be uh, un- <laughs> closing our show normally, but we we uh, thank everybody for listening. And uh, we wish everybody the best of health. And we remind everybody, in all uh, seriousness, um, if you don't have to go out for the well-being of others and for all close around you, please stay indoors, um, stay safe. And um, if you need help, you uh, please seek uh, medical help as necessary. But as the medical professionals have been saying, is that for majority of the people that are healthy, um, you should be hunkering down, and uh, this this too shall pass, as they say. So uh, to all those, thank you for joining us. And we uh, look forward to, uh, to uh, bringing you our next episode shortly. Be well.